Father Jonathan, we are green. Deacon David, here we are. Yeah, we've gone green, bro. Finally. <laughs> so, uh, I have good news. Mm-hmm. Tell me. I at, I at least know that my mother is listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because she, I told her the other day, I said, hey, Jonathan moved to Houston. She said, oh, I know. <laughs> hmm. And how did so she how'd know? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, we record podcasts together. I forgot <laughs> oh, if people actually listen. We told, I never, <laughs> I never go under the assumption that anybody's listening. <laughs> that's okay. I would do this with you anyway, man. That's it's right. very helpful. That's right. Like this upcoming that's Sunday, I'm going to be... I'm going to be preaching. Are you? Like in real life? I, in in the flesh, <laughs> in the real. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this will be my first time preaching in Sunday, a Sunday mass in about a month. We're on a monthly schedule mm-hmm. here in the house because there's four preachers. Um, but soon and very soon, I'll probably start preaching out in the parishes because where I am, the parishes have opened up. Oh, nice. Do you yeah. have faculties? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've been told. I've been told mm. that having faculties in Spain is enough for me to have faculties as a deacon here. Okay. So yeah, so I can go and cool. preach the good news. Right on. Yeah, man. So I take it yesterday you were in quarantine, so you didn't preach. Well, remember what I said that I was gonna do last week. You said that you were gonna record your homilies, and you did not. Not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I am in quarantine, and. It's a little embarrassing to say, but I actually forgot <laughs> that it was Corpus Christi. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Why? Opened because I was setting, I have this little all in one uh, missile slash lectionary. So I was setting, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, what was it? Uh, ninth, tenth week of Saturday, whatever. So I said Mass yeah. on Saturday, and then I was like, oh, well, I'll just set it for tomorrow. For the. 11th week. For the 11th week. And then I was like, wait a second. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's okay. That's okay. You're forgiven. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll do it next week. I probably I think sh- you should. shouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> I think, I really think you should. I encourage you. Mine has been pretty much mute for the entirety of the coronavirus pandemic. So we'll need to jump back that on that yeah. when I get preaching again in the parishes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll figure, figure out what to do. It'll be good. So uh, talk to me about this upcoming Sunday. So we're back on the ordinary time schedule. So it seems like we have free reign. It's like a blank canvas. It kind of is a blank canvas. And you know what? As much no. as I... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so here's the problem, David. What's that? You know my struggle. When you I know see many of your struggles. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the second reading and you think of me... What do I do? Talk about death? Talk about sin entering the world? You <sighs> spiral into that, don't you? Yeah. Don't you like yeah. collapse into that? Well, this like, and this is it. Through sin, death. This is mm-hmm. my whole Mary Numenor Tolkien thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't do that. It's yeah. just too much. <laughs> oh, because you fall into it as a pit, and you never. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just becomes this thing that I like to talk about and I get lost. But I will yeah. say, I will say though, um, that looking at the other readings, there's so much like, like this, the prophecy, the prophecy from Jeremiah, I think could be, could be said today. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear the whisperings of many terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. Mm. Like, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've read that on Twitter recently yeah no fair enough fair enough um 
And I will say, like, the good news of that is what we find in the gospel, you know, right at the very beginning, fear no one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It's not the it's not the generic fear not. Right. You know, or do yeah. not be afraid. It's right. fear no one. Fear yeah. no one. Yeah. Now he does he does specify that you should fear someone. Sure. Sure. Um I'm not sure who he's referring to, if he's referring to Satan or something. Um fear the one who can destroy the soul. Um I'm not exactly sure who that refers to. Do you know? Well, no. The one who kills I mean yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, because that's kind of that's kind of us. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the original sin. We've got that ability to stay in the darkness and to not speak in the light. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think I think maybe the text assumes a certain a certain answer here to the to the evil spirit to Satan, but I I think you can certainly generalize that that I think I mean, the definition of sin is the destruction of your soul, right? Like Right. Um Now, this may be a tangent, but how how often does that happen? that we find in the gospels in the gospel a when we what am i trying to say how how often do we find ourselves put in the place of the enemy of the one of my worst self that kills the soul i think this is the only place that's fast i had never that didn't even occur to me i mean this is the only place i think in the gospels where jesus says to be afraid of something hmm I think every time he speaks of fear, he speaks about it in the negative. You should not be afraid. Right. I think here is the only time. I mean, this might be repeated in a different gospel, but the same context where he says it in the affirmative that you should be afraid of one who can destroy sin. Now, I think, you know, I think the evil spirit can certainly be feared because of the influence Mm -hmm. he has on the body and the soul. But I I think also we should fear sin, right? I think that sin destroys you know and i think there's something to be asked about how much i'm afraid of sin i don't know if i am afraid of sin and that might be a question for my conscience like what's wrong with my conscience if i'm not afraid to sin like if i you know what i mean yeah yeah but i wonder like because how often do we separate sin from the sinner and like okay hate the sin not the sinner you know etc but like we are sinners Mm-hmm. And we should hate that about ourselves to a certain extent. I mean, we shouldn't hate right. ourselves, okay? But, but how yeah, often I mean, do we? Th- how often do we think of it in those terms? Well, okay, Jonathan. Here we go. I'm going to go straight up political. So, <laughs> so here's okay. So here's the thing. So, it's it's fear no one, but you should fear sin. So there there is an easy out with scapegoating mm-hmm. when we project onto others that which we refuse to acknowledge in ourselves. Yeah. So, like, I can scapegoat you if I'm afraid to acknowledge my own complicitness in an injustice. So, rather than externalizing it and say, I'm going to fear you and scapegoat you, I should probably be looking internally and notice that what I'm mostly afraid of or what I should be afraid of is the injustice within me. You know, like, I I can just scapegoat you and say, well, no, you're the problem. You know, you're the bigot. You're the one that if we just get rid of you, then we're done. It's like, well, no, that's part of it. Right. Because you might be contributing to an unjust structure, but I'm also, there's darkness in me. And if I'm not coming to grips with that, then I'm just scapegoating, you know? Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, so often in, um, you, you mentioned kind of like a political discourse, but 
I think so often you're right. We do project a lot of the stuff onto others or even onto God. Um, what we are afraid of in our own, in our own hearts and our own minds, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. And then we're afraid to approach that, and then we can't get by it because we don't recognize that it's us who, it's me who is the sinner that needs yeah, redemption. No. That needs fair enough. That needs to hear these words of Jesus to fear no one, including, including myself. Right, right. Now, so there's there's just something really great there. and I mean, it's very appropriate for our context with the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, there's a lot of my complicitness within unjust structures needs to be examined. Like, I need to think about that, pray about that, really feel that, because I might be tacitly, you know, supporting something that I didn't think I was because there's something in me that I refuse to look at. You know, and I think that's a good call to examination yeah. of conscience um, for myself, you know. Um now, all that being said, all that being said, I probably will not preach on this. <laughs> um, and I had a different angle that I wanted to propose to you. Okay. Shoot. I, I think this Sunday could be a really good opportunity to preach on friendship with God hmm. and, what, and what friendship with God looks like. Um, because in Jeremiah's call, or it's not his call, it's just a Jeremiah running away from people. Uh, all those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Yeah. There's something really beautiful in that mm. line, you know, sort of a warning ab- against false friends who sort of coax you into trust, but then just look for any misstep to trap you in, mm-hmm. you know, but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. You know, many persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. Um, there's just something really beautiful about how God is there lifting up the poor. That's, God's friendship is that he takes the side of those who are weak. He is there to bring up those who are lowly. So yeah. that dynamic is in Jeremiah, but I also like it in um, the second reading. I love that phrase. I underlined it, you know, in the light of transgression and sin, if by the transgression of one, many died, how much more mm, yeah. did the grace of God overflow? I just love that though. How much well, more, you know? Yeah. But Consider that in light of what we what you were just talking about in Jeremiah, this line, um, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. Like, mm-hmm. again, that's a moment where we tend to, and I'm just as guilty as anybody, of saying, what kind of vengeance would I put on my enemies, right? right. Instead of, the well, the vengeance that God is going to put on them is mercy and love. Ooh, and yeah. that's absolutely the opposite of what i would expect which is why mm-hmm. it's not my vengeance it's the lord's vengeance right right yeah totally um you know continuing with the friendship theme into the gospel i i mean i could preach and pray with and sit with you know are not two sparrows sold for one coin uh you are worth more than many sparrows like that is such a beautiful line mm-hmm. that that really touches my heart because I don't believe that, you know, I don't, Mm, yeah, I don't think about that often. Like I'm not a very poetic person, so I don't often think in analogies. I don't often think in terms of natural similes, you know, but there's something really powerful in thinking about how small and insignificant two sparrows are yet. Jesus is telling us, don't be afraid because you're worth so much more. Now he doesn't say how much I'm worth, but he says I'm worth a lot more. You know, you're worth more than many sparrows. Like that's, that touches my heart because it, it touches at my self-esteem at the way yeah, in which I think yeah. I might be worth something. Like that's good friendship. God's now, friendship makes me feel valuable. Yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Now, David, you just said you're not, you know, a very poetic person or whatever, but 
I can't believe for a second, not one, that you have <laughs> never stopped and listened to birds sing. I, well, birds... Okay, or so birds... something, or something like it's not birds in particular. Like I was say, you've birds... got, there has been a moment where you have stopped in your tracks and said, "Man, that is beautiful." Whether it's a sunset, whether it's birds chirping, whether it's you know mm. X, Y, mm. or Z. Have you never mm. done this? Are you serious? No, no, no. I have. I have, I have. <laughs> okay, when, okay. When I, when I got when I got to St. Louis in the springtime, everything was in full blossom. Oh, yeah. And stop oh, me dead yeah. in my tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it. And see, that's the beauty of of what Jesus is going on about here. It's not like, oh yeah, you're better than birds. Like, okay, well, that's kind of dumb. But <laughs> the beauty of creation is something that stops us dead in our tracks. Wait, and that's yet what you, you think this is about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Say, say more. What what else what else could he be going on about? Are not two well, spirits Well, okay, are they worth okay, what are they worth? Literally? A small coin, maybe. But do not be afraid. You are worth worth more than many sparrows. Like I just, I can't think that it's just a monetary transaction here. I, I mean, He's I'm not putting a, this... a, a, a value on us in in those terms. I think it's more of who are you, David Lugo, mm-hmm. um, as a creature. Yeah, I am. And I how am beautiful? How much I am more beautiful? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I not making yeah. any sense here? I feel You're like not I'm not really <laughs> making a whole lot of sense. And so cuz cuz I the beauty of the individual yeah. You know, in creation is is a good thing. I think that the gospel is very clear that the focus is on the value of the person. Yeah. That you have infinite worth in the eyes of your heavenly Father because he loves you, you know, and he's saying, "Look, are not two sparrows sold for a small coin and you should not be afraid of anything." Because your heavenly father is your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, no small coin will fall to the ground without the father's knowledge. Like the father knows you, loves you. Even all the hairs of your head have been counted. Yeah. So don't be afraid. There's nothing yeah. to fear because God is with you. Like God's mm-hmm. friendship is enough to vanquish all darkness. And that is something to rejoice in and not to give way to fear. Like I, I sometimes am paralyzed by fear of unknowns, fears of you know stereotypes or fears of being scandalous uh, slandered or something but god is saying look i look out for this is like the lilies of the field you know yeah. i look out for the sparrows would i not look out for you mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i agree with that <laughs> so yeah so anyway i mean i would spin it in the direction of god's infinite love for us yeah you know something that is so trite and so overdone but man it sometimes needs to be repeated. God loves us and mm-hmm. so much, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think I think even the end of this gospel, this is something that keeps kind of jumping out at me. But whoever den- denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. What do you make of that? Well, so I think this is... So what is it? In the gospel of John, Jesus talks about love as, you know... Um, you have to, I just preached about this at a wedding. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember. It's been so long. Uh, uh, you have to wash each other's feet. You have to lay down your life. You well, have to. So I kind of brought in this idea of laying down one's life. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. Okay. But we always are talking about love in relation with others. Like uh-huh. I can't love 
God if I don't love my neighbor? Okay. And this is, I think this is exactly what Matthew is saying. Like, if you're going to deny me before others. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then I can't help you. I I have, in some sense, no other choice but to deny, uh, deny you before the Heavenly Father. Because, like, we've done that work of sin, which is to cut ourselves off. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, Matthew's gospel is the one that ends with the, you know, the corporal works of mercy is that when did we see you hungry? You know, when did we mm-hmm. see you thirsty? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, every time you did this, one of my least, right. the least exactly. of mine, exactly. you did it to me, you know? And so, you know, you might, not everyone that calls out Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. I will say that I never knew you, you know, um, the sheeps and the goats, like that kind of eschatological reading is clearly Matthean. Like mm-hmm. Matthew's all about, it's like, look, there's a line in the sand. You know, you love me in my little ones. And if you don't, then I don't know you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know who you are. You yeah. Know? And that's that's how I read that last line. Like it, it, And again, just like the vengeance part from our first reading, like it seems harsh. And it quite frankly is. <laughs> um, but it's all in a lot of ways, it's all on us. We've mm-hmm. got to be the one to open our hearts. We've got to be the ones to fear no one so that God yeah. can truly work, work in us and be glorified in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, why do you think the Alleluia verse is about the spirit? I was just wondering about that because we've gone through this whole Pentecost and Ascension, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Are we still on this? I thought we were yeah, in the green time. I mean, yeah, the spirit of truth will testify to me, says the Lord, and you also will testify. Like, I wonder if that, does that well, give us a key into anything? Yeah, no, I think that is that testifying, I think, is a big part of what we're seeing, in a sense, all throughout these readings. Like, are you going to testify to the truth? Are you going to become a person of the light? Or are you going to carry out your own vengeance? Are you going to stay in the darkness? Are you going to... Um, um yeah no that's good yeah i mean another another way of saying that too is what you were just focusing on at the end of the gospel uh everyone who acknowledges me before others but whoever does not and denies me well the spirit of truth will testify to me says the lord and you will testify so testifying and uh what is it acknowledging are probably synonymous in this case you know so if, if it is a work of the spirit to acknowledge the lord you know it's it's by the spirit that we can cry out lord lord you know so the spirit is the one that gives us the ability to acknowledge the lord in the world and so it's there's kind of a there's kind of an injunction here is that those who do not have the spirit won't acknowledge me and mm-hmm. those who won't acknowledge me i won't acknowledge before my like and maybe there's a priority here in the role of the spirit in helping us to recognize you know, where there's fear and why we shouldn't be afraid because the spirit is with us. You know? Yeah. But again, I, I think it, it needs to be emphasized that this isn't like God isn't playing favorites there. You're not, he's not giving the spirit to those whom he, you know, deems worthy enough or whatever. You have to testify. If you do that, then the grace of the Holy Spirit is with you mm, because yeah. it's been given to everybody, right? That mm. That's Pentecost. <laughs> Everybody, that's a that's a pretty generic statement, man. Okay, well, I mean, Jesus okay. said for you and for many, so I guess just for a couple. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I mean, we don't need to be so you know so cavalier here. I mean, like, no, the Holy but I Spirit think is, 
been given to the apostles, you know? Yeah, but I think that's the the power of that sacrifice, that his blood was shed, period. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Good. Very anyway, good. Well, there's so a lot there. There is. I what, didn't think I had anything thoughts? to say. How, how, would you, <laughs> how would you summarize maybe in, oh, in one sentence? What would you do? Where would you go? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I do like your idea on focusing on friendship. I think I would look at how maybe a similar vein where we're looking at um, how I understand my own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just yeah. so much there. You yeah. got to keep praying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, I look forward to hearing your YouTube homily next oh, week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.